You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Backernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go to the front of the line. We got a new caller today. New caller, what's going on, Mike? Hey, Packer Podcast. This hey. is Mark from New Lisbon, first-time caller. Uh, really enjoying the turnaround that the Packers made, um, and I think the key has been um, Jordan Love. But I think what people miss is like, yeah, Love is just playing better. And you were actually talking about the offensive line saying they haven't been great, and I don't know, I disagree. I think the turnaround for the Packers and for Jordan Love kind of started with the offensive line once they got their act together and they got healthy. Um, I mean, Zach Tom has been a beast. The way he blocked Hutchinson on Thanksgiving, I mean, Hutchinson was a non-factor. And then Chris Jones, he did a good job against him. The whole line did. So, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Runyon, and as I said, Zach Tom, and even um, Nyman and, and Ryan, when they come in, do well. So, I think that's been the key, the offensive line. Um, and Jordan Love has just been so great, and I think his poise is on display every week. He never panics. His leadership is so strong. And I think with his poise, going back to that Lions game at Lambeau when we just got, you know, curb stomped, he never got flustered. I, I mean, as bad as that game was, I walked away from that thinking, this is this guy's first year, and he's out there looking like a veteran. He never got flustered, which we can't always say about that other guy we had, 12. Um, so I just love everything about this team now. It's so young. Um, also, with love, his accuracy has really improved. And I think the thing that impresses me most the last four or five weeks when they've turned it around, he's great on third down. I mean, that was Rodgers' bread and butter. People forgot. I mean, if it was third and whatever, we converted with Rodgers, and now you're starting to get that that same confidence with Jordan Love. So the other thing I want to kind of point out to all the haters that all year have been saying, you know, put in Sean Clifford, which is just laughable. It was laughable even when Love was struggling because we had so much invested in Jordan Love. But to all the people who said, put in Clifford, fire Goot, fire LeFleur, uh, fire Joe Barry. It's like the ship has sailed, dude. Just get over it. I just laugh when people post that now. Uh, yeah, the ship has sailed on those guys. They've proven that they can do their jobs. And let's face it, um, Goot has put together a hell of a roster. I mean, we're deep. We're young. It's fun to watch. So the future is bright. I heard you talking about how um, – you know, Jordan Love is going to be good for maybe 15 years. And, you know, uh, that's pretty impressive to think. It's pretty obvious we have a franchise quarterback. So we all sleep better knowing that. So thanks for taking my call. Go back out. That was perfect timing. I don't know if anybody's ever nailed the exact three-minute mark, but uh, Mark got it there. By the way, you just get to be Mark. I didn't hear what you said, and I don't think we have a Mark. So there you go, Mark. 
Um, I mean, there, there was a lot in there. I still want to try to take it day by day, you know? I know I haven't been doing a good job of that, and I've been kind of flying off the rails because it's fun. Um, I'm enjoying the living crap out of talking, hey, why can't we win a Super Bowl this year? Because partially because it just feels good, partially because people will get angry, and I think it's funny um, because there's an element of truth to what I'm saying. <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to officially, you know, th- there's a difference between like, hey, let's talk about it, and this is my official stance. I don't want to officially be all in on like, I think everything's fine because, uh, you know, we lose to the Giants. Believe me, there is going to be an overwhelming call for Goot needs to go, LaFleur needs to go, Barry needs to go, and we might need a new quarterback, depending on exactly how it falls apart. Um, Not that that's going to be rational, but I'm just saying, like, at this point, like, I just want the season to end. (laughs) As stupid as that sounds, because I really don't, obviously, I never want football to end. It's like, Every week that goes by is awesome, but every week that goes by is like an opportunity to recognize that maybe it wasn't real, and I'm just enjoying this so much. Um, and I, you know, there's there's not a lot of teams coming up that really have the ability to throw a wrench in all this. I mean, the Packers can throw a wrench in it themselves, and that's kind of what I'm afraid of. But um, no, it, it, you're right. It, it feels amazing. It's um, very comforting. It's very exciting. And I'm having a lot of fun just enjoying it. So appreciate you calling in, man. And I look forward to hearing more from you. Hey, it's Jimmy. Um, I just wanted to give you a call now that things have settled down a little bit. Just mention the morning after I had that feeling when I woke up and I was like, I had the best dream last night. And I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't a dream that happened. That was the real deal. And, uh, man, what, what exciting, what exciting times those are, these are right now. What heady times. Um, I know there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of everything left to go, but I'm so looking forward to watching the rest of these games with, um, you know, uh, just expectations, specific ones. I think that was part of the challenge of this whole season because we didn't know what to expect or what to hope for and we would get our hopes up and then they get dashed or we would, you know, um, start to freak out and then be slightly reassured but also, you know, still a little bit concerned. And now there's no guarantees, nothing, nothing, but we, I think, all are reassured that we are going to be, we have ample evidence that we're going to be in a pretty good place it's a competitive place for quite a while. It really seems that way. That that is a good feeling. Um, so it's really nice to just kind of sit back and relish in that. I can't. Even, I just can't even believe it. It's been like what two and a half weeks, and we've won three games. I mean, just how quick this turnaround has been, and um, just how satisfying it feels. And I wonder what. What about the cheese balls? The cheese cheese balls? Is that what was his name? Sure. Cheese cheese ballin? The cheese ballins of the world are are thinking these days. Don't hear too much from them anymore. Not complaining. Kinda nice. Anyway, go back go. I forgot about cheese ballin. Where is cheese ballin? What happened to cheese ballin? Let me see if I can find cheese ballin. Just if he's been active on social media, what he's been saying. Hasn't been talking to me at all. I don't think cheese balling has really done much since September. What about likes? Any likes? September. September 11th, which is pretty interesting. 
That was the day Rodgers busted his Achilles. <laughs> I think he just cashed it in after Rodgers busted his Achilles. He's just like, That's, never mind, I'm out of here. I'm not fighting this battle. I can't win it anymore. I'm only here to laugh when Rodgers has a better season than the Packers. And now that he's it was literally the last day that he liked to post was on, uh, he's disappeared since then. If you're out there, though, you know, there's also that Russian guy, um, AN5FER. That dude is, he freaking hates. What has he been doing these days? Let me check on this guy. <laughs> His last post was November 15th. Uh, he quote tweeted something that says, what do you convince people are pretending to enjoy? And he said, mediocre quarterbacks on their favorite teams. Obviously alluding to um, Jordan Love. Anyways, cheese balling if you're out there. I, don't, I honestly don't even remember what we were arguing about going back and forth. I cannot remember exactly what it was. I'm I'm assuming it was about Gutekunst. Um, if you'd like to kind of give an update as to where you're at, what you've been up to these days, you know. But I think that's the frustrating thing is a lot of these guys are not, it's not a matter of this is my rational belief. And um, when we get to this point, it's like, man, I was misguided, but I'm I'm so happy that we're here, et cetera. So like, like most normal people do, it's just, I'm going to make this fake account. I'm going to rage for years on this account, and then I'm just going to abandon it when things don't go the way that I want. I'm my little burner account here. Go back to my other account and pretend everything's fine. And then if things go south, I'll just jump back on that account because, I don't know, I just feel like being miserable all the time, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Packers going to the Super Bowl. Confirmed. Yeah, dude. Going straight to the Super Bowl. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's up, man? What's up, dude? It's Joe. Hey, Joe. Janitor. Janitor. From Connecticut. From Connecticut. Well, it's the feel-good Monday, you know? Uh-huh. Victory Monday. Oh, man. I remember at the beginning of the season or before the season, we um, almost certainly had the Kansas City game circled as a loss. Um... And we we crushed it yesterday. Freaking awesome. Jordan Love's doing awesome. Oh, and uh, if we win one more game in this five-game stretch, um, that means that uh, Jordan Love won more games since rookie season than um, Aaron Rodgers. Just wanted to throw that out there. Feeling good. All right, I'll call back. Show them. Yeah, it's pretty wild, man. I mean, at, at the end of the day, kind of regardless of how things turn out, it's unlikely that Jordan doesn't have a better first year than Rodgers did. Because, you know, at least as far as the season goes. You know, again, pending some kind of an implosion, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's freaking crazy. Every once in a while, we get to the point where it's just like, I just need to see the game. Like, I just got to get to the game. Let's just get to the game. I, I just, we, we uh, as much as I want to just enjoy it and bask in it, it's like, I just, I need to see it again. Like, it's the Giants. Like, show me you can beat the Giants. Like, I know it's stupid, and I know you can, and I know you're better than them in pretty much every conceivable metric that exists. I get all that. I know. But just, just show me. I got to see it. I need to see it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. And I don't know what's going to happen. And I want to know that it's going to be okay, and let's just get to it. Just give me, give me more. I need more. Give me another one. Another one. Hey, 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 hey! hey look at us. 
Who would have thought, Pac Daddy? Who would have thought that we're in the running for playoffs? Uh, Jordan Love is rated as one of the best quarterbacks in the league over the last few weeks, if not the best this week. Um, everybody's flying around and um, performing great. We haven't. There's a thing, Ryan. We all knew we had great talent on this team, and all of a sudden, they just started clicking, and it feels so damn good. The talent and the explosiveness on this team is freaking awesome. They just need to get their act together, get on the same page, get it going. Um, and um, we weren't sure if it was going to happen, though. We've seen this plenty in the past with where things don't get on the same page, but they're making it work, and I think that's a testament to their um, their commitment to hard work and also each other. So uh, everybody else in the NFC, you're on notice. The damn turkey leg revenge tour is on point. Let's fucking go. Yeah, the hard work thing is a, is an important piece because, I mean, it's another important piece, at least for me, in terms of my ability to trust that this is real. These guys have been working really, really hard together. You know, after the games, after the the meetings with the coaches, they go on to have personal meetings with themselves. And, you know, we talked about a long time ago, this is a staple of Jordan Love. We heard from his college teammates that it was the same thing. He would be like, all right, let's go. We got work to do. He'd go pick up his teammates and be like, let's go. We're going to go practice. We're going to go run some routes. We're going to go study film. We're going to do whatever. I mean, he's just, that's just his thing. Like, this is what we're doing now. This isn't good enough. You know, he he has that unbelievable competitive spirit. And I think that's kind of the unspoken reality behind that gunslinger mentality is competitiveness. Like, I want it. I want it real bad, and I'm going to go take it. Jordan, And it, it's so weird because Jordan Love is such a soft-spoken guy. But there is such an unbelievable burning freaking fire inside of that guy. You know, part of the reason for the performance, and he came out and said, I mean, and this is sort of Aaron Rodgers-esque. And, and a little bit Brett Favre, too, and I'm sure this is common with a lot of athletes, but, you know, the whole chip on the shoulder thing. Jordan Love comes out and is talking about how he's he's had this game circled for a while, and, you know, you would think, at least at the at the very least, he would say publicly, oh, I don't really care about it. He came out and he's like, no, I, I, I specifically wanted to beat the crap out of this team right here. And so I took it personal, I did extra work, and here we go. That's a big deal, man. Anyways, why don't we take our first break of the day? Um, We will come back as soon as I can find the right thing here. I don't know. We'll come back in a little bit and hear from somebody in just a little bit. We'll be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Hey, Ryan. It's Greg from Indiana. Howdy. It's uh, Victory Monday. Uh, was As I told you before, the Victory game. Was that the game? Um, and what a great atmosphere. You know, going into that, if you'd have told me you're going to the Chiefs game, it'd been like, eh, of all the games to pick, that's kind of rough, but you know, whatever. But at the same time, it's one of those high risk, high reward things. Cause if you watch Jordan Love win against the Kansas City Chiefs, that is a game for the ages. So very, very happy that you got to see that. 
obviously a great, great, entertaining game. Um, I'm anxious to see it on TV to see how it played. But you know, then texting some people it sounded like uh, it, oh, yeah. uh, it was exciting to watch as well, which I would expect. But also, the, they said the crowd noise was really loud, yeah. and it seemed like it there. There was a good amount of Chiefs fans. I'm not sure what it looked like on TV. Well, not as bad as some of the other ones, certainly like Detroit or whatever. But um, that's that's actually another interesting dynamic is you don't know like all the TV drama, right? Because you don't see the replays. I mean, you do a little bit on the Jumbotron, but you don't see like the TV replays. You don't hear from the announcers. You're not in in social media and all this stuff. I remember I went, the last game I went to was the Lions game a a while ago, and there was just a ton of controversial calls. It was like uh, Lazard's breakout game or whatever. But um, tons and tons of controversial calls in that game, and we didn't know it. Right. We had no idea there were controversial calls and it's just like, okay, that's just what it is. And then we get back to the car and we listen to the radio and it's just like, oh man, Lions fans are furious and I can't believe this. The worst officiated game ever. Like, oh no. (laughs) I just thought it was a good game. I didn't know. Nothing like the Lions game uh, when we hosted them this year. But um, but there was a pretty good representation of Chiefs. Well, what was hilarious was. Um, whether it was walking into the stadium or up the ramps or during the game, they would kind of start their tomahawk chant deal. And as soon as that started, the Packer fans would just go into Go Pack Go yeah. and drown the heck out of them, uh, which was really funny and pretty cool. Um, so, uh, great game. I loved, uh, love the, uh, you know, the, again, the continued trajectory we're at. And, uh, yeah, I don't think people want to be playing us right now. Um, it's, uh, we can stack up, uh, against lots of teams. So hopefully we can keep that rolling. Um, and like I said, anxious to, to see the game. It's kind of hard to always see who's, who's coming in and who's going out and, and things like that. Sure. So I'm anxious to, to watch it, uh, when I, uh, get home. But, um, just like call, talk to you a little bit about the, the, some of the crowd stuff. Uh, and the weather ended up being fine. So it's a gorgeous night for football. All right, go back up. Yeah, I, I, I love the way you put it too in terms of trajectory because that's really what it is. And, and again, I'll, I'll repeat myself here and just say all I really want is maintain. Maintain this. You don't have to be the best team in football. You don't have to even win, much less dominate or go to the Super Bowl when it comes to the playoffs. It's just continue to look like the team that you look like because right now you are one of the best teams in football and you are the youngest team in football that is such an unbelievably good combination with a great gm great coach great quarterback which is the ultimate trio that basically guarantees long-term success just maintain this that's it that's it (laughs) i don't care what else happens so be a good team against the Giants. Be a good team against Minnesota and Chicago and Tampa and Carolina. Just continue to be a good team. Um, don't 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 go back to what we saw before with just the absolute like oh no Jordan Love's accuracy is terrible and interceptions at really inopportune times and just massive penalties and just 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 don't go back to that. And I don't I don't need. 90 PFF grade Jordan Love, I, I, I'll take it. I don't need it. Just continue to be good. Because if we can end this season feeling the way we feel now, regardless of how things ended, if we can just end the season feeling like this, 
I mean, the the off season is going to be unfreaking believable. Hey Ryan, hey Trucker Bob here, Trucker Bob, and we are celebrating big time. Yeah, had a lot of fun yesterday watching that game. My college roommate was from Kansas City, so whenever Green Bay Kansas City gets together, we have ourselves a good old sit down talk, and he was telling me how Kansas City was going to beat. Green Bay. Sure. I love the after the game phone call I gave to my old roommate <laughs> from college, Mr. Rick. I let him complain about the bad call at the end of the game and I didn't remind him about any of the other bad calls. But anyways, I thought I'd celebrate today. Maybe my wife and I will go out for a lobster steak dinner. There you go. Anyways, Let's uh, look at what's going on. One of the things I loved about this game is every time Green Bay had the ball, they drove down the field. Yes. First drive, 13 plays. Second one, eight. Third one, eight. Fourth one, seven. Fifth one, seven. Sixth one, 11. And the seventh one, seven plays to the drive. They got first downs every time. They were moving the ball. It was consistent. It was regular. This is how it played out. There were seven drives in all. Five of them had no penalties. So they went touchdown, touchdown, punch, touchdown, field goal. I love that. Four of their five drives ended in scores. Now that is a sign of an elite team. Against one of the best defenses in the league. That was really exciting. And then... uh, Two other ones they had. Yeah, just before I forget, that's that's the efficiency aspect. You know, it, it reminds me of. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was Packers Falcons, probably in the playoffs. Um, and I just remember it was my my thought going into it was first team to kick a field goal loses, right? Because it's just the the teams are so unbelievably good, and that's where the Packers are excelling right now is just efficiency. You know, it's it's taking advantage of opportunities and then doing a good job of, of taking away other teams opportunities. It's not necessarily being elite and just suffocating and all that stuff, but it's, we score touchdowns consistently and we prevent you from scoring touchdowns consistently. And that's the formula. And then we win. And it sounds stupid and simple, but it worked against one of the better teams in the NFL. Penalties. One ended in a punch, but the other one, they did get a first down after the penalty and went on to kick a field goal. So that was one for two there. So, again, for the second week in a row, we are seeing then now that when Green Bay has a penalty, they also turn around and get themselves a first down and at least an attempt at a score. I'd love to see that improvement. Anyways, for the year, 117 drives. 68 with no penalty, 36 scores, 53%. 49 plays had penalties, 9 scores, that's 18.3%. So those percentage points are going up as Green Bay is learning to score more often when they have the ball. This is Trucker Bob yelling, go pack, go. Yay! (laughs) Well, we love you keeping track of all this, Trucker Bob. I mean, you've been pretty consistent with your... Um, thoughts on where the team is going wrong. And certainly as that has improved, as you've documented, the team has certainly improved. And that's just, you know, it, it's, there's, there's multiple things here. I mean, it's, it, 
who the heck was it? Was it uh, Joe or Doug? I don't remember, but we talked about talent. There's talent and there's speed and there's there's all these things, but it's just a pile of individual pieces of talent. I mean, we talked about that back with Aaron Rodgers. It's it's not a team. It's just a group of guys that happen to be talented. And it doesn't feel like they're hitting their stride. Then you get to the, I don't know which came first. They kind of hit about the same time, but I, I would say it's probably the sort of Bill Belichick um, discipline, more so than efficiency is discipline, right? The not making as many mistakes, not running wrong routes, not dropping passes, not throwing ridiculous throws that just are not where they're supposed to be, not committing massive amounts of penalties that are completely unsustainable in a football game. And then shortly thereafter, we went from a talented group of individuals to a talented unit, right? The, the, there just seemed to really come together the talented quarterback, talented receivers, talented play caller, and it just synced up. And you've got the discipline, the efficiency, and the, the, the talent and the production that comes from that talent. And it just, it all hit at once. And that's how you go from being just a team that you think might potentially get the number one overall pick to a team that we're talking about. I mean, hey, you know, it's unlikely, but, you know, we might even get a Super Bowl. See how it goes. I mean, I'm not saying Super Bowl. I'm just saying maybe maybe Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, Ryan, going to be uh, smiling all week because of this Packer team right now. Yeah. Um, I, I just I know everybody has probably heard of this time everybody knows, but like Apple Four, like undefeated in December still. Yep. I mean that is just so absurd to me. What's well, funny? Every time I've heard like I've heard that stat come up a couple times, and every single time I've heard it, probably three different times on like national media things are like, yeah, well that's Rogers, bro. <laughs> it's it's literally Jordan Love right now, and it's against the Chiefs, and and Matt Lafleur still won, and you're gonna sit here and be like, well, it's Rogers, really? That's what you come away with. Because I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to prove that it's Rodgers when Matt LaFleur and the Packers didn't beat the Chiefs. And even then, it would be like, dude, I don't think Rodgers would have beaten this team either. But it, but that didn't happen. So it's just, it's just such... I'm, I'm, I know you didn't say that, but it's just it's so weird that I've heard a bunch of people be like, oh, it's Rodgers. Rod- okay. All right. Fair enough. That's when, you know, usually December is when teams are starting to play their best football. So you're getting us a tougher game. I forgot. Sorry to keep interrupting you. I forgot who mentioned it. Um, but somebody had made the comment, you know, younger teams sort of peak around this time. And I, I think I had made the point, too, a while ago that one of the benefits is when you're such a young team, you don't have, I mean, we have a ton of injuries, but you don't have, like, bodies breaking down toward the end of the season. I mean, that was, I remember Brett Favre was real bad with that. He started off real hot. He just couldn't play in December anymore. And um, I think that's kind of normal for a lot of guys. But when you got a bunch of 23-year-olds playing football, I mean, just another reason to get excited about this team because aside from, like, the injuries that prevent them from playing, they're, they're, not, they're not tired. <laughs> they're not wearing down, man. They're, they're doing fine. In fact, they're probably doing better because they're getting more in rhythm. They're starting to get more into the swing of things. And, I mean, they're trending upward. Um, and... Just the fact that he hasn't lost in December, and this is, what, his fifth season, right? And if he makes it through this December without a loss, I mean, I think we just, he, the dude needs a new nickname. He's a Mr. December or something, you know? I mean, it's just unreal. I mean, how... of the year would be sufficient. It just shows that I think, 
I think he is a very good coach. I, I think he does seem to struggle in the beginning of the year. It seems to be that way his whole time he's been here. I think, you know, once he has a little more tape on teams and stuff is when he gets better. Um, and obviously there's tape from last season, but teams are different every year. It just seems like as the year goes on, you know, he figures the teams out um, and has better game plans. And, you know, that's something he needs to work on for beginning of the year, I think. Um, because obviously, you know, even those great seasons we had with Rodgers, you know, we came out week one and got blown out, what, two of those years? And, like, we rarely won week one, if ever, before um, Love this year. I don't know for a week one win. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, I guess he's on the Kenny, uh, the Kenny Clark plan. Just wait till uh, Thanksgiving. Which, yeah, everybody says the season doesn't start till Thanksgiving, right? So, there you go. Um, you know, it all adds up. But, uh, anyway, go back, go. Yeah, I mean the, the the old saying of getting hot at the right time, right? I mean it's 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 the the only reason September matters is for jockeying for position late in the season, right? The Packers aren't going to get the number one seed or the number two seed or three seed or four seed or five seed probably because of their inability to be really really good early on. But aside from that, it's it's kind of irrelevant because of where they're at right now. Like they're they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be a really good team. And that's it. That's the whole story. So aside from that slight advantage and and there is no like only one team gets a bye anyway. So it's not like you know you got this big wild card disadvantage thing. Every, every, everybody's playing in that. So like I said, just just maintain, man. Just keep going. Just keep doing it, man. Hey Ryan, um Trevor Virginia. I have hey. one more thing. Um, I was looking at some stats and stuff today, you know, and love, you know, he had that rough start to the season, well, you know, those, those middle weeks there. And, um, still like yards, TDs, all that. He's like right around middle, you know, that 12 to 16 range, um, which I don't think is terrible for how many bad games he had. And the interceptions are high, obviously, with 10, but there's actually quite a few quarterbacks with double digits picks this year. But, um, anyway, I just, it's such a big deal was made about the completion percentage. And, um, I don't know. I just, I get 50% or whatnot. What he had in some games is too low. But, um, that's why you don't look at a game, look at the season. You know, everybody's going to have some low games. And, um, he's at like 61% on the season right now. And obviously it's been better in recent weeks. But, um, you know, CJ Stroud's 2% above him at 63%. And I haven't heard anybody mention CJ Stroud's, uh, completion percentage. Um, because, you know, he's obviously, he's leading the leading yards as a rookie, which is insane. He's, he's lighting it up. Um, but it's just like, and then um, I saw before the game that Patrick Mahomes, I guess I didn't look to see what exactly his percent was in other seasons. Um, but he's at a 68% coming into the game against us outside at least. And that was his career high for completion percentage. So I don't know. To me, when you're talking about, you know, 61 to 68%, like it's not that big of a difference. And I think depending on how the quarterback plays, that percentage can be lower. Um, you know, if each – if you throw two 20 yard passes and you complete one of two, you still got 20 yards. But if you throw, you know, three two yard passes and complete them all, you're completing everything. But, you know, it's kind of the Drew Brees thing. Drew Brees at the end, you know, he had no arm strength. His completion percentage, which was always pretty good actually throughout his career, but at the end there, he threw everything five yards down the field and he was like insanely high completion percentage. But it's like, at the end of the day, that's not doing much for you. So, um, anyway, I know a lot more of the concern was when his percentage is lower. It's been better in recent weeks. But just, you know, kind of put it in perspective, you know, on the season even, even with those bad weeks, he's at 61%. C.J. Stroud's at 63 You don't hear about him. Mahomes is only at 68 you know. And that's a career high for him if he were to keep that up for the year. So, uh, 
Anyway, go back up. Yeah, I mean, the biggest concern, I mean, he wasn't at 61%. He was at 57.7%, which ranked 35th out of 36 quarterbacks. And my other concern was that when I went back and looked, there were zero quarterbacks that were that low that were any good at anything. Um, So obviously that average has come up. He's, as you said, what is he at here? He's at uh, 61.3%, and that that's up quite a bit. But it's it's not like we're praising him because he's at 61. That's the average, even with what he had before. I mean, if we look at where he's at since, you know, the, the first half of the season or whatever, since week eight, so 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, he has been at 66.1%. So that's that's kind of the difference. He went from 57% to, to basically 67%, right? So I mean, it's 10% jump. And if you look at the guys in that span, that same span who are at where Jordan Love was before, Will Levis, who nobody is praising, Bryce Young, who even his own, the owner of that team is basically saying he's trash, Taylor Heineke, Bailey Zappi, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Desmond Ritter, and Joe Flacco are the ones that are down in that range over that period. So, I mean, these are not good quarterbacks, right? The, the, The bottom line is there are zero good quarterbacks who are like in the 50s as far as their completion percentage. There may be an exception somewhere in the world. I think somebody had pointed out like Michael Vick or something. But it just that it's obviously concerning when you're trying to figure out if Jordan Love is going to be good, and you're watching a product that is not good, and he has a completion percentage that is down in the realm of where all the really bad quarterbacks hang out. But let's take our final break. We'll come back and hear from Mike from Fort Atkinson. Hey, Mike. This is Mike. Hey, Hey, Ryan. It's Mike. Hey, Mike. Isn't this packaging exciting? Yeah, dude. Glad we have something to talk about instead of movies this time of year, don't you think? <laughs> All right, later. Go back, go. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like talking about movies and food and stuff, but I'm I'm having a good time. To answer your question directly, I'm having a real good time. What movies have I watched recently? Um, I just watched a movie with Ed Helms where he like switches bodies with his kids and stuff. That was okay. It's not really my style. I don't usually like those types of movies, but there were a couple scenes. I don't know if I was just in a weird mood or what. I was busting out laughing. I also realized I have, as I've gotten older, somehow, maybe it's because I got little kids, I have become more immature, which I didn't think was the case. It doesn't feel like that generally in my life. Like There's a lot of stuff I would have done when I was young, 20s or whatever, that I just wouldn't do anymore because I feel like I'm more mature But I've realized for the first time in my life, even when I was younger, I didn't think it was very funny. For the first time in my life, I'm laughing at fart humor. I never liked that. Even as a kid, I didn't think it was funny. It's not funny. It's just, it's not. There's a scene in the movie where the young teenage girl who becomes her mom eats ice cream, forgets her mom is lactose intolerant, and has to give like a presentation, and is just like trying to hold it in, and then just, you know, whatever. I just, I just bust out laughing, and I'm sitting there like, why am I laughing? That's not even funny. I don't, it's weird, man. I just, it just, I just realized today that I suddenly find that funny, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, that movie was all right. It was, uh, again, I, it's, it's real corny, cheesy, very, um, feels like they're trying really hard to be like the next great Christmas movie, like Elf, and it, it doesn't really hit, but it, it, it was enjoyable for some reason. I don't know why. Um, that movie with, uh, Matt Damon, which I didn't, I, I just found it on, 
I think Netflix. I don't. I never heard of it before, but they like shrink people. Maybe I've told you about this before. Whatever. I watched that one. Started off fantastic, and I feel like it just took a really bad turn, and it ended horribly. Like the concept is amazing. Uh, so the first half is all. It's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Full Metal Jacket. You know, you watch the first half, and then you can just turn it off. It's stupid. But anyways, um, probably seen a bunch else, but let's let's continue on because. I don't think you want to hear it. I just wanted to talk about it because I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I didn't do the first call. Here we go. Hey, Ryan. Dan from California. What up, man? Uh, we're, we're all pretty uh, high in the sky right now. We're all really happy. Super high. I just want to give a shout out to stoned. Brian Gudekin and all the good work he's doing. Fighting all these guys. Octavian Wick. You know. Role player, freaking amazing receiver, runs routes, you know, on a dime. Uh, you know, contributing guys that are uh, helping out. You got the tackle rotation. You got Rasheed Walker and Josh Nyson. You know, I, I don't really think we need to rotate, but I think both of them are good. But if somebody sucks, let's rotate them. But, like, Rasheed Walker, like, dude, what a great pick. Seventh rounder, you know what he who he's next to on the ranking? Ronnie Stanley. He's near uh you know, Charles Cross, he's near Jonah Williams, he's near all these first round guys. Mike McGlinchey, like all these guys that you know, hot you know, one of the highest pay tackles in the NFL. He's right you know, he's not very high up, but he's at uh forty what? Where'd you go? Hello? I, I like that. Brian Gudikins, you're finding all these guys that uh, you need starting level play for a value because what would you rather have? 44-ranked Rasheed Walker or would you rather have 46-ranked Michael McGlinchey making $20 million a year? I kind of like Rasheed Walker, guys. <laughs> Brian Gudikins, you are the man getting all these good players and Matt LaFleur, you're the man. <laughs> nope. I'm just excited. We're, we're physical, and everybody is starting to click. And this is just the beginning of, of like, everybody just getting their stride. Just imagine how far this can go, because there, there's still mistakes. Right? We just seen last week, we saw people, you know, a couple plays where people ran the wrong route, and it didn't matter. Just imagine if, it, if we get the perfect. What does perfect look like? I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah. Feels good, man. Just it just feels good. Hey Ryan, Daniel again. Hey Daniel again. I'm just looking at the uh, teams ahead and just thinking about like where we are and it's like the, the Cowboys like they couldn't stop Gino and I know their line finally got healthy so Gino had a little more time but they couldn't slow down Gino so like I think we can. You know, I think we contend with the, the Cowboys, right? They got a good pass rush, but we've been dealing with the pass rush really good. You look at the Lions, we just beat the Lions. Philly is the only thing I'm unsure about with, uh, like, I, I don't know what they are because I know they're a good team. PFF, PFF has them rated as the best team still, according to, like, just their players. But San Francisco, you know, you look at the three teams they lost to, San Francisco lost to the Cleveland Browns, who started off on a historic pace 
basically, because now they're not as healthy, so they can't dominate the way they are. But what they were doing is they have elite cornerback depth and they have elite edge rush depth, and they are just manning up every play and basically just having Miles Garrett take over the game. And that's how that's how that game went, right? We'll look at Minnesota. What does Minnesota do? They had exotic blitz packages, and they have <laughs> they have a bunch of man situations where they're sending the house randomly. You never know when it's going to happen. And then, kind of a little different than those two teams, you had Cincinnati come in, and you know the Lou Amaro. Uh, I don't even know how to say that dude's name, but the defensive co- co- coordinator. We all know him, right? You rush three, drop a bunch. So it's like it's it's interesting because I know they also have some good blitz packages too to mix in, but it, it, they're they're more of a drop everybody defense, right? So like there's a I don't I'm not gonna call it a blueprint because they those three games was when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel were injured, but they gotta go through a grinder uh, with uh, still with a couple like division teams because I think division teams. Are the toughest team on a schedule, even less, even like though they got to play the Ravens. Like nobody's scared of Arizona, but Arizona's a team you don't want to play because they you can get hurt against a team that has nothing to lose, right? So you don't, you know, you don't want to play Arizona. They got to play the Rams. Still are playing really good football right now, and then they got to play the Ravens, who are just beating up everybody. So I don't know. They might not be as healthy when they get to the first round of the playoffs as we are, because our teams aren't aren't as crazy, but. I don't know. Like I could, I, I could see, I could see light. I don't know what's gonna happen. I, I don't care if we have a first round exit, but I love this team. They're physical, and they. Don't- um, I think we lost them there. Uh, it feels like it's San Francisco's year right now. But I think you're right that there's a lot of dangerous teams. Um, I was listening to something before. And they were talking about like Philly would just get the crap eat out of them every time they play San Francisco, but I don't think that that's true. I'm not saying San Francisco isn't a better team because they they're they're better than everybody right now, but Philly's dangerous, and um, you know again divisional teams are dangerous. But you know you think about the playoffs, Dallas is dangerous. Like these are teams that can just ramp it up to a thousand and completely derail the 49ers, especially a team that seems to be susceptible to just sucking. I mean, look at them in the playoffs. They always get to the playoffs. They're always one of the best teams in football, if not the best. And how many Super Bowls do they have recently? Oh, is is it zero? I think it's roughly zero. And you mentioned that patch earlier. I don't remember who it was. They started losing just terribly. Like, they just looked like they sucked. And then they started to figure it out again. I mean, all it takes is for them to go through a little bit of a rough patch. It's the playoffs. You can't have a rough patch anymore. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, man. That's why we just got to monitor it as we go, because... You know, the 49ers were like the best team when I looked at them like, holy crap, I've never seen a team this good. And then they were just garbage. And then they're really, really good again. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the season. I, Dallas might completely fall off. There might be a dark horse that really steps up. I mean, the Rams or something stupid could just come up out of nowhere and just dominate, you know? You know, by the time, let, let's put it this way, by the time the playoffs start, things are going to look different. For, for one reason or another, things are going to look different. Uh, I just hope it's not the Packers that we're thinking differently about by the time we get there, unless it's in an even more positive way, which seems unlikely, but who knows? Every time we talk, it gets better. But I'm going to leave it at that. I got to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.